Here we are back again. I am your boy ROB. This is another episode of the What's the Word podcast. And my guest today, man, I'm excited. I'm super excited to have my guest in the building with me today. If you don't know him, you should know him, especially if you're listening to me and you from around here, you from the Central Valley, because there's nobody that I see putting on and displaying real unity like the individual I got today. Today, I got my guy, Crispy. Crispy Akiyama. Did I say that right? I always wonder. Yeah, Crispy Akiyama. Crispy yes, Akiyama's in the building with me today. Konnichiwa. What's up, bro? How you doing? Konnichiwa. Blessed and highly favored as always. How about yourself, brother? I'm good. I'm feeling ecstatic, bro. This is a... Uh, this is what I wanted to do for a long time. I'm not yeah. even going to hold you. This is an interview. I definitely have been like, what am I doing if we don't get this interview <laughs> in? You feel me? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm I'm glad that we're here today. No doubt. Me too. Me too. So let's just, we're going to go all the way back to the beginning. But first, let's just okay. let's highlight yesterday. Yesterday was the uh, the third, third yeah, skate block party. Third, third skate block party. Yes, sir. Man, I've been, I think I've been to two out of three and I just, I see it consistently getting bigger and getting yeah, better, bro. Absolutely. What was what was the thought? What was just like, what made you be like, you know what? I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this here. Because you could go anywhere. You know, you could have got yeah. a hall. You could have done it at Fraternal Hall, Square Aces, a bunch of places. Yeah, I, I'm with whatever feels right. You know, I grew up at the skate park. Anybody who knows me. I mean, if you know me from Hanford, if you didn't do music, like outside of music, you knew me from the skate park. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Like skateboarding and shit. So. Yeah, like when I when I threw the first one, I just had just moved to Vegas. I was out there for about a year or so. And the thing that just kind of motivated me was being in Vegas and going to like their first Fridays and see how lit things were like they had art pop ups and everything. And uh, like that was new to me because we have the Thursday night market, but like it's nothing in comparison to like some of these bigger cities. And that's not really for for that for what we do yeah, yeah it's yeah. more of a farmer's market type of thing you know but that was my only experience so i was like whoa like i didn't even know people did this culture and, shop yeah i was like 23 so i was like fairly you know i was into adulthood but mm-hmm. i was like damn i didn't know people even did this type of stuff so it really just inspired me like damn what if like i did something in event at the skate park because that's skate competitions were like what i what i knew i grew mm-hmm. up going there Swiss always through them and um I was just like, let me just try it. But since doing music, obviously I wanted to infuse performances in there and mm-hmm. then the art kind of just came later. Okay, okay. So let like right into it. We skating. I know yeah. that's that's how I knew of you before music. Okay. Was, yeah. was skating and uh skate block. Skate block forever, yeah. What did, what does skate block mean mean to you? Uh, man, community, unity and uh funny enough like growth and development you know because you know as you skate as you as you do anything with consistency you get better at it Mm. you know and skating there's different obstacles at skate parks even if you're not at skate parks but we're talking about skate the skate block you know there's different obstacles at skate parks and so you can literally go from not being able to do something like grinding on a rail to being able to grind it. And then you're able to physically see the time that you put in, like the physical result of that. So outside of the community that it provides, like growth and development, you see kids or I see kids that like were super young, their parents were bringing them. And then now they'll come to a skate block and they're like doing the down rail, doing all this crazy stuff. I'm like, damn, they got much better. They they grew and developed. Yeah. So it's like it. I don't know. That's that's something else that it means to me. Yeah. You know? And I, I see it. I see it like family, cause like family, cause sure. that that crew that I know of skate block, like you, Alex, I'm always calling Shrimpy. I don't yeah. always Shrimpy oh, to gee, me. Yeah. every time I yeah. see him, you know, sure. Medi, and it's just like to me, like I always seen if I seen one of y'all, I seen all of y'all. Yeah, we was always together. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was like just a big, a big collective, like a big family thing, and I just 
I love that. And I love to see the way you brought in you because music wasn't just your passion, like like Not Alex Rabs, Medi. Shout out to Medi. He he's yeah. he's the one who really for Alex and I, he was like the mentor, like the big brother for both of us, you know? Yeah. And yeah. Like he really huge huge influence. Like for anyone who knows Medi and knows me, like you can see like I picked up definitely traits from Medi. You Me- know what I'm Medi is just like I don't know, just he got that something about him, you know, like he just he's always positive and he just all, like a natural leader. Like he's just a just, real yeah, person. You're just so yeah. drawn to him and you just you just want to listen to what he has to say and really take it in. Because a lot of people try to talk to you sometimes and you don't really it just go over your head. You're like, I ain't trying to hear that. But for some yeah. reason, just the person he is, you just feel the genuineness and you yeah. just you take it in. His character has a high level of magnetism. Yes. Absolutely. Exactly. And it's always been like that. Like, I wasn't even a skater. Forever. But, any, but anytime I see Medi, out, yo, bro, what's up? How you doing? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know? Just, yeah. Just that love. Medi was one of the people from, like, the skate park. Well, Shrimpy came to the spot, too, Alex. But, like, when we were recording in my bedroom, like, back when I stayed at my parents how long ago. Oh, we're going like, to talk about it. Yeah. Like, like my parents knew, like, who Medi was. Medi would always come. We would skate. I would have, I had this uh b2200 pickup truck old white mazda We'd go from the skate park he'd like let's stop by domino's he would always even pick up pizzas for the rest of my family to eat and shit mm-hmm. like while we were recording in the room so it's just like little things like that he's very intentional yeah you know and i i picked up a lot of those traits as well from him so shout out Medi. yeah always shout out, shout out big man Bro. i love that guy shout out absolutely we're gonna, i want Medi on the pod i would yeah. i would drive out to him if i have to i absolutely. would love that well, you have Medi to fly i don't think you want to drive to florida Yo, whatever we got to do to make it happen, Medi, let me know, bro, because yeah, I'm there. Absolutely. So what, uh, so Medi was the thing that got you into music? Or was Medi just another no, factor in a love that you kind of It had? was another factor, yeah. I was, I can't even really remember if there was a specific event that triggered, like, I'm going to do music now. I think it was just like, there the whole lo- time? it was just loved music. Like, I would write poetry as a kid. Nothing really too crazy or deep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it it just ended up coming, and then I had friends like my god brother, Noah Harvey, and mm. then my homie uh, creature Fernando Martinez. Yo, man, <laughs> you know what we're gonna we're gonna talk about Wicked Productions and yeah. and everybody in the, yeah. in that collective because you've been you've been a part of I would say because I I don't know I like to call myself a local music enthusiast i try to be in tapped in with everybody and listen to everybody's stuff yeah and i was wicked wicked productions was a big collective for a while there there was a He's, lot of movement a lot of pushing and we're definitely gonna get to uh we're gonna get to him we're gonna yeah, talk about yeah wicked. there's a whole lot yeah but yeah so was beyond the bedroom was that the first project project because i know that's the first thing that yeah. i that's the first thing i grabbed from you that's so weird hearing that it was so long ago so that's basically recording out of my bet my parents spot in mm. my bedroom yeah beyond a bedroom was really just a, a thing of like i was just recording people out of my bedroom yeah you know there, and then there was yeah. some joint i'm not gonna lie there were some joints you and shrimpy had a joint shrimpy you Maddie. and Maddie had a joint man yeah like i recorded some of my stuff out of there i, re- I recorded kind of actually a few people out of there yeah i don't remember everybody now but like oh i'm that sure was, so that was many. a minute yeah. ago yeah it was super minute ago what do you uh do you miss that do you prefer in the bedroom or do you prefer being in the big so where do you feel more creative where do you feel the vibe is better I, i'm at a place because I, I move around so much mm-hmm. i've adapted like i've cooked up 
on an airplane, like not a private jet or anything like that, but like just sitting regular, cooked up on the Amtrak. I cook up here. I've cooked up at kitchen tables. I've, oh, yeah. I've, I've seen you getting it in the car. I've definitely car, seen your lives. Yeah. They're everywhere, So it's man. like, I, I think it's just a matter of just, I've just kind of like learned to adapt as long as I feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that's that's really, I mean, cooking in the big studio is cool, but it's like, shoot, my bro's here from Phoenix, you know, Alexander Malik, and we're cooking in the bedroom. You see, the thing is like, I have all all the gear that a big studio would have mm-hmm. for the most part. I mean, not everything, but speakers, mic pre's, you know, everything and the nece- that I Yeah, need, you got so. the necessities. I mean, these days you see people, you know, and they cooking it up off GarageBand and their cell phone and exactly. they're going viral, you and know? going crazy. Like, I think Steve Lacey almost makes exclusively like on his iPad. Yeah. You know, Mad Lib is cooking up on his iPad. So it's like, I mean, those are some heavy if, hitters. If there's anything that I've learned as long as I've been making music, is it's all in it's all in just getting the quality recording yeah. and the mix and ev- and everything else. Yeah. As long as you get a decent recording and you have someone who knows important, have someone who knows what they do and mix. Absolutely. And you know, cause I could definitely I hear the difference. Cause I went back, I was listening to Beyond the Bedroom to get ready for this. Yeah. And you that's get wild. I don't even you, know where to find that. Oh man, I I think <laughs> I got I got bits and pieces of it. I ripped it off of uh off of my iPod. Okay. Damn. Just just to go back and, you know, wow. prepare. Yeah. Because what I think a joint that stands out is They Don't Know. That's what you and uh, you and Shrimpy think you're on the hook on yeah. that? Yo, I really, as we're talking. Wicked made the beat on Wicked that did that? Yeah. Okay. We did. We, matter of fact, Wicked came into town because he was in Arizona at the time. I think he was going to school for music or mm-hmm. had already finished. He had got a hotel. Uh, it's right next to all those bars. Uh, but anyway, Medi and I, I think, recorded a song there. There's actually a picture of me, Medi, and Alan. It's like 6 a.m. I'm like, I got off of work and went straight there, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but yeah, we recorded that song, he, and he made the beat. Okay. Backstory. What do you prefer? Because I notice these days I don't really hear you on the mic too much. No, actually, Alex has actually got me rapping again because, like, it's wild. I make beats. I love my beats, but I have the hardest time getting on my own beats. Mm-hmm. And uh, his beats bring something out of me. Make you make you want to pick up me, the pen again. Yeah, I think just because he's so dope. Like he's he's personally like the best beat maker that I know, producer. Mm-hmm. And then he's a dope songwriter too. And he's only been writing for maybe about a year or so at this point. And he just comes up. He has like this this Neptune Kanye sound that just the early two thousands vibe mm-hmm. that you know we all love, love. so much. And, uh, I mean, they flipping it now every time yeah, you turn on the radio. Yeah, they're flipping it now, you know, and, and he does it just so naturally that it inspires me. Um, but, you know, I, I I got into producing. Like, I am i don't really care too much to be, like, the face of things. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm okay, like, playing a backfield, you know, and production has kind of allowed me to do that. But, you know, I realize, like, even being humbly speaking, I'm still, I feel like I'm still better than like so many other artists out here. And you that's know? how you gotta be. So it's like every now and then, like I'll still like dabble into like a song or two. Mm-hmm. We're going to actually record like five or six songs actually after this. Oh, so we're getting a, we're getting a, are we getting a project? Yeah. We're going to get like a gumbo groove project going on together. Yeah. Now so. that I can't wait for gumbo groove. Gumbo groove. Yeah. What was the, uh, the process of moving from beyond the bedroom going to, to wicked and then now you're on your own doing gumbo groove yeah um well beyond the bedroom just ended when i left the spot mm-hmm. you know for one um 
going to Wicked out in Vegas. That's where like I started interning at a studio, and that he got me into. So I the only reason why I even went to Vegas is for Alan. Mm-hmm. He hit me up, and I was working at T-Mobile in Visalia at the time, and he was like, "Yo, there's a studio. You need to work here." You know, like you got to make it happen. So I made it happen, and um, Gumbo Groove, Gumbo Groove actually came from like me going out there and being in a big city, like wanting to be like socially accepted mm-hmm. for real. Like I didn't need to be best friends with anybody, but like I was making beats and just wanted. I just wanted to people. I wanted people to think I was dope. I was still super young at the time, though. You know, I don't feel that way no more. But. We all um, at a young age, especially doing music, we just yeah. we want to fit in. We want to find where we're, where we're supposed to be at. Exactly. I was like, yo, my shit's dope, too. I look back, my shit was not dope back then. My bars were cool, but, like, I wasn't promoting myself as an artist. I was mm-hmm. promoted as a producer. As a producer, yeah. And I was like, I look back, and I was like, no, nah, I wasn't it, you know? <laughs> but um, but not getting that reception that I wanted, mm-hmm. it it was a blessing because it made me just really lock in and do my own thing. You know, that's when I started like really learning how to flip samples. That's when I really started learning how to kind of play keys and get creative. And then I don't even know where gumbo groove, like where the name came from exactly, but the philosophy behind it is like gumbo is a little bit of everything, Mm -hmm. right? You got rice, chicken, sausage, shrimp, and then groove is just, it makes you move. So like gumbo is like, is relative to all my inspirations, Mm -hmm. you know, from like Confunction, Marvin Gaye to like Metro Boom and Cardo, you know, like just add take a little little bit of everything into, into your style, into what makes you, you. Exactly. So like all of my influences and then groove is just something that just gets you going, makes you moving. So that, that's basically where gumbo groove comes from. Yeah, that's basically not being accepted, and so I was like, okay, well, I don't need to be accepted. Let me, I'm gonna do my own thing. Let me put the yeah. work in, and then now it's just like it's gumbo groove. Like, and now, nobody, and now yeah. it's the thing. Now it's, yeah. that's look, that's good. You build something from the ground up out of self preservation. Out of nah, I'm cool. I'm gonna do this by yeah. myself. If I if I don't fit in nowhere, and now you see people coming to you. Yeah, and that's for sure. That's what I tell a lot of artists just in anything. Just like. Don't try to fit into what everyone else is doing. Yeah. Just do what you're doing and stay true to that. And then the people will come, the people who are supposed to come are supposed to come. Absolutely. You can't go out and, you know, try to force, try to force something on people. You can't, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't force them to drink. Yeah. And, and it, I definitely, yeah. I completely agree with that. So how did, how did you and Wicked even become a thing? How did that start? Yeah. So when I was rapping with my god brother, Noah, and then the homie Fernando, we had a group called Creek Genesis in high school because we called our neighborhood the Creek. That's, mm-hmm. that's where that came from. And then um, it's funny. I was actually just telling the story like a couple of days ago. So because we actually I went to go see Fernando like on the Thursday night market. I haven't saw him in like four years prior to that. So mm-hmm. this is all fresh. Um Fernando said that Wicked was his cousin. And for you guys who don't know, like if you're watching this in Vegas, Wicked is Alan Anthony. This is his old old name. This is old yeah, this is so, Central Valley stuff right here. Yeah, we're this talking is about. like way before Vegas. Um and he said, like, yeah, like I, my cousin is an engineer, like we can go to his house. Or he said producer. Find out they're not really cousins. You know <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And then my godbrother didn't really rap as much. Fernando stopped rapping, but like I kept rapping. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then so just me being consist more consistent and that's how our relationship started i was just always at the studio or always wanting to work with him and mm-hmm. then we just formed a relationship like that's like my that's like for real like my brother 
You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. I didn't slept on his couch. You know what I'm saying? His family knows me. Like, they get me gifts for my birthday. I get him gifts. Like, it's like really like it's my real family. family. Yeah, yeah, real family. Like, all of his family knows who I am. And that's I feel like that's that's the best, bro. When you have when you have somebody who feels the same way you feel about things and that you could just rock with them. Like you said, the consistency, because I know when I first started doing music in 2008, there was like 10, 15 of us. And we were all, you know, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. And here we are 2023 and it's just me and my brother. Yeah. That's how it is. And you know, and it's just cause you find somebody who feels the way you feel and y'all vibe. Yeah. And you could just, and you can progress with that person. And as you see, not to take anything away from, you know, Creech or anybody else who, who wasn't there. Because, you know, life gets in the way and sometimes, you know, you got to put things to the side. Yeah. But, like, you really make time for things you love. Like yeah. you said, like you said, Alan called you and was like, yo, there's an internship out here. I don't care how you do it. You need to make it happen. Yeah. And you felt you felt it enough to be like, no, nah, he's right. I, this he FaceTime me every day. Facetime me every day and just showing me new things that they were doing, and I was like, I gotta make it happen. Like when I when I got out to Vegas, it was rocky. My my truck had just broke down, so I didn't have a vehicle. As I was taking the bus out there, I didn't know where I was going to stay. I didn't know where I was going to make money because it was an unpaid internship. Mm-hmm. And then like I think just by me taking the the risk and taking the bet on myself within the first week, I had a car situation and I had enough to pay rent and get a few bit of groceries. You know what I'm saying? Just mm-hmm. like, just, I feel like just be, because I took that risk, you know, and I bet on myself. So, and life rewarded you, bro. Yeah, f- no, for sure. My life would be definitely different if I didn't go to Vegas. Oh, I, I definitely agree. What do you? How far would you say your skill level increased being out there? Like how how rapidly? Because I could definitely hear a difference in in your production in the style, just immensely pre and post Vegas, like. How fast was, was the learning curve? Did you feel like, damn, there's a lot I need to catch up on, or were you like, oh, I'm kind of, no, I'm kind of where I need to be? Yeah, I that pressure comes like here and there of like, damn, I don't feel like I feel like I should be colder or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, now at this point, I, I don't feel that pressure. I feel like I've, I've put the work in. I'm still continually to get one percent better on a daily basis. But when I first got out there, I noticed a gap with some people but i just i learned to like understand and remind myself that hey like you've been producing for like four months at this point these people have been doing it they've been actually not just doing it they've been making their living off of it the past five ten years Mm -hmm. like you can't compare you just can't you know i have so much respect for it like i can just when somebody that i see like is better than me in something especially within music it's just like I just show love and respect to it because I have so much respect for this this uh, this talent and this gift that you can give respect yeah. to when someone does something, you know. So I don't really feel that uh, anymore. But yeah, there was definitely a big bridge to gap. Yeah, that oh, was like, oh man, yo, they're I hard. <laughs> I could imagine just the to go from you know being in the studio with your friends or mad with people you're comfortable with to like now you're in a big full studio. Yeah. You got an artist in the booth and you're just like I'm not. I've not done this before. Yeah. Yeah, for real. Like, when I first got out there, I wasn't even engineering or anything. I was just literally running, you mm-hmm. know, just like store trips, helping them get set up. I mean, intern stuff, yeah. you know. Excuse me. And um, I really started going crazy engineering the past, like, two years, like, at the studio. Now it's at a point where it's like, when I'm out there, my brother will just, instead of him running the session, I say my brother, Alan. Mm-hmm. Alan Anthony, um, he'll just like throw me sessions because I, I put myself in that position to where it's like I can run the sessions. Yeah, like, 
like nothing. Like no, like yeah. You could command. I, I, like I said, I, I follow. I, I stay on everything closely. I see you going from this studio to that studio, yeah. and it just, it's just seamless. It's just like you're supposed to be there. Like, not one point does it ever seem like you're off, or you don't seem like you're comfortable in the location. It just seems like you're very comfortable with what you're doing at the time like and you're very um you're very mindful every time i see you you're very like in the moment you know and i feel like not a lot of people are like that and i feel like that's because you read a lot like even with the skate block party you were like yo we're doing an event bring local art we're bringing local artists and let's do a book drive too so how how important is that to you because like i said i see you always with a book always recommending books like yeah how, how important is that to you it's the foundation of crispy akiyama You know, um, I'm a huge believer of every day becoming 1% better. And, you know, a lot of us can say that, but if we're not actively doing something to become 1% better, we can be doing something 1% to be of detriment to us, Mm -hmm. you know, and uh, there's, there's always choices around us on what we choose to spend our time on. Like we always hear you have this, everyone has the same 24, you know, but some people can break those 24 hours into three different days. They can get a whole nother level of productivity and efficiency. And it's like, I want to learn how to do that. I might not have a a millionaire friend or a decamillionaire friend that I can call or a billionaire friend but you know people like Tony Robbins Mm -hmm. do or they are those people Ray Dalio does or like you know I might not have a spiritual leader I can call on you know but like Wayne Dyer has books so it's like a, a lot of people that I look up to aren't even people that I personally know some of them aren't even alive anymore mm-hmm. but because they left books you know why not learn from these people you know they they took the time to write this stuff for a reason mm-hmm. You know, we're having this podcast for a reason because there's an intention behind it, you know. So like, yeah, you know, it's it's very important that we read on a daily basis. I agree. I'm I'm a big I'm a big reader. I love I'm I'm yeah, I'm I'm a big audio book guy. I'm not even gonna hold you though. Just because I like to I don't know, I know they say it's not good to multitask, but I like to multitask. I like to be physically doing something. Yeah. And mentally doing something at the same time, you know? Yeah. And I see, uh, like I said, I see that. I see you're constantly on uh, Instagram, you're on Facebook, recommending books like, yo, who wants a new book to read? Give me a book to read. And I think that's, I, I like that, bro. I really think that's amazing. I don't think there's enough people pushing that, like, go out and get the information yourself, you know? Because it's, it's literally everywhere. It's everywhere. And it's just, where I'm very big on, you know, you, you kind of are what you take in. Yeah. And if you're constantly just taking in social media and trash all the time, that's, you know, your mind is going to be there. But like I said, and like I said, you're a you're a prime example of somebody who I see who's constantly you're presently in the moment. You're doing what you're supposed to be doing and you don't seem very clouded from that from the outside looking in. Can't can't afford to be. But it's also because like I'm I'm far. I do get clouded, though. Mm -hmm. You know, I there's moments where I'm not present. Like I we all experience the same things. We all have emotions and everything. You know what I'm saying? But it's just that there are people that I've learned from in these books or, or in real life that even though we all feel the same things, people do two things that I've noticed. The big distinguishers is they feel something and they're aware of it and they have tools that 
technology within themselves, um, how to combat that in the moment. And then second is even though they might be feeling an emotion, they don't let their emotion dictate them from doing something that they should be doing anyway. Like you might feel upset, but that's not a reason to not meditate. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Or if they are upset, they're like, okay, well, what are three things that I'm grateful for? Because you can't be grateful and then, you know, feel another emotion Mm -hmm. at the same time. So it's like there's there's tools to combat that. So that's that. I I definitely agree. I'm somebody who used to struggle with that. And now uh because of books, yeah. I, I meditate. I'm a I meditate. I elite, a 15 to 20 minute meditation before I do anything. Yeah. When I wake up in the morning, before I touch my phone, let me get right, let me get myself right so I could attack the day the proper way and feel like I have those tools that you're talking about because yeah. a lot of people don't because it's not taught to us. That's not something that's taught to us, especially as dudes. You know, you're not taught to have emotion. You're taught to just put all that to the side and you got to push. Yeah. And it's it's nice to see someone who's out here pushing that narrative of like, no, like it's cool to have feelings, be aware of your feelings, but also remember we still have things we got to do. Yeah. And absolutely. I think that's amazing. Like I said, I really, I really wanted to sit down and have this conversation with you because this whole podcast, when I started it, I really wanted to have people on here who I felt like were doing something right, who had a positive message and who could just instill something in people, you know, to keep going in the right direction. Because especially nowadays, there's a lot of a lot of negative out there, you know, and there's there's not very many people who are who are pushing something positive, you know, and it's just yeah. like this. Is, again, this is why I wanted to have you just somebody who who is genuine. Like I said, I don't think I've talked to anybody who knows you who has said a crossword about you. And that says a lot about, you know, your character and you as a person. Thank you. And that's why, like I said, you're the perfect person to have on here because we share passion, which is this music. And like I said, you're somebody I I look to and I'm like, yo, I want, I wish I could achieve. I'm striving to achieve, like I said, that level of just peace that I see from you that just radiates off of you that you feel like you have of yourself, you know? Thank you. Of course, of course. So, Trapper. Man, that guy's talented. He's amazing. Man, next level. Yeah. Bar game crazy. Yeah. How Phenomenal. Do, how, do, how do you and Trapper first link up? Because now I, every time I see you, I see Trapper. It's funny. I, I was actually just over at his spot a few hours ago. We like to link up on Sundays and just kind of... Um, just kind of talk about the week, you know, areas of improvement. He very like how you talk about me. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. You know, like Trapper's the same exact way. I think. Oh, yeah. I definitely see him on Instagram. He give yeah, me hype, too. Yeah. I, I think that's one of the reasons why we're we're so we're such a good match, mm-hmm. you know, um, because literally like every Sunday, like if I'm not in town, like we'll we'll hop on the phone but like we break down like okay like what do we do this week like how can we improve and it's not even just like a streaming numbers or just like you know this situation kind of got to me you know like I did this but I feel like I could have approached it a little bit different how would you have approached it like we have those kind of conversations mm-hmm. we talk about music too but like music is But like, y'all relationship is deeper than music. Yeah, music takes a back seat to like the life stuff mm-hmm. in our relationship, you know, but um it's funny we're actually both from Avenal. So I knew I moved to Avenal or I moved to Hanford in the fourth grade. Mm-hmm. I was in a class with his older brother, Rudy, back in Avenal before either his family or my family moved. And then he is friends um, with my homie G-Baby, who's like like my my little brother, because we all grew up in the same neighborhood, G-Baby and I. And um, just one day in high school, like 
I hung out with him and I found out he was doing music later on. I was obviously already doing music. And then um, I, I don't remember if it was like I reached out first or he reached out, mm. you know, but he had put out a song on SoundCloud. It was like the first one. I was like, yo, this is hard. And then we connected. Um, when I moved to Arizona, he was supposed to. I told him I wanted him to come out, but, you know, he had got into some trouble this situation mm-hmm. and then um as it happens you know yeah actually both times when he had gotten into some trouble <laughs> he we were supposed to work so this last time when he came home i was like i'm gonna come to you <laughs> you know <laughs> like we gotta work man and um, it. no it's, it's it's been beautiful man like no yeah I I, yeah oh man like i said i've seen the uh the progression like y'all two linked up and he went on a run he's yeah. currently on a run yeah like I see y'all, um, I see y'all. He just had the album drop with Wax. Yeah, I see you did some production on that. I did two songs. Yeah, yeah. How was songs. that? That was cool. That those were actually those are beats. Those beats were like a year old. Mm-hmm. That's the crazy thing. Um, but it, it was just cool to hear like him attack the beats. One of the uh, living on the inside, I had made that beat. I didn't even post that like online or anything. I was mm-hmm. like, I heard that. I was like, oh, this is for trap, you know. Now, how often does that happen when you're cooking up and you're just like, all right, these are for everyone else. But, you know, you know, when you make a beat and you're like, no, that's that's uh, his. It doesn't happen as often as you think. Like, I can hear Trapper on a lot of my beats, obviously. Mm-hmm. But there's some of them where it's just like, nope, you know, I'm just texting him to him like, bro, this is this is you. And a lot of times, like coming from being an uh, uh, artist first. Sometimes I'll even have like hook ideas mm-hmm. or, you know, just like at the very least some type of like concept for it. And I, I think also because I approach him with that, mm-hmm. it also helps us out together. Because sometimes if you hear a hard beat, that's cool. You hear a hard beat, but it's like the producer can be like, you know, I imagined you in this scenario mm-hmm. when I made the beat. It, it can put them in that driver's seat as well. Oh, yeah. I've definitely know? bought a beat in the moment like this is hard. And then. Maybe a day or two later, went back and listened. Like, man, this is still hard. But like, what do I do? I'm directionless. Yeah, yeah. and I like, I like, I really enjoy producer artist tag teams. I feel like we need more of that. Yeah. I love, I love to see the way when I see you, I see him. The way y'all are moving, I love that kind of shit. Like, yeah, it's just it breeds so much more creativity because you could go, you know buy beats from the hottest producers and you know and it's it's cool but you don't feel it you know like you don't feel the emotion behind it and it's just like when y'all do stuff you could just feel the genuineness because like i said when you see one you see the other you just see that y'all rock and y'all are building something together yeah as opposed to like trapper's doing this you're doing this and like yeah i just buy a lot of beats from him yeah yeah i i think that's super important you know um because like this is the reality i can get a drake placement i use drake because just he's just like the epitome of like if you get a drake placement you're in like people say that it's not really the case you know like if you're like really in it like yeah that will yeah that will help absolutely saying you have a drake placement but if i have a drake placement that's not going to make me the next boy wonder it's not going to make me the next 40 I'm just someone who has a Drake placement. Mm-hmm. Those people have the reverence that they do in this community, in the industries, because they came up with Drake and they developed a sound with Drake. And they are the producers at slash engineers responsible for his success. Anybody else is just someone who is able to attach themselves to what was already successful. Mm-hmm. So... My whole concept is like, for instance, for me, like I would love to work with Larry June, Dom Kennedy, like because I just I'm I'm a California 
person. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah, I could just def- super laid I could back. definitely hear your vibe. You y'all know what I'm saying? Y'all like, would gel. And yeah, and I, I just, I love the music that they do. But like, I'm not basing my success and, you know, me coming up off of getting a placement with them. Like, mm-hmm. my thing is like working with Alex working with Trapper, bringing them up, working with my, my boy Max out there in the Bay Area, um, my brother Viva, like all these people like and bringing Gumbo Groove together and establishing like something with that. Because at that point, it's like we ushered in a sound. We ushered in a culture of our own, not just he had a dope beat over a poppin' artist. Yup. You know? I think people get money confused with, like success because like you said like with the drake placement yeah cool you could you could definitely up up the cost of beats like no yeah. I, I i got a drake placement now i need i need two racks for a beat at yeah, least you know for sure but i mean is money really success like you said to to come and be like no nah, we built this from the ground up this is a new sound and to hear people start to hop on the sound i feel like at least for me that's where i would feel more success like money comes and goes yeah. But at least for me, like the love that I have for music to put a stamp on it or something that's going to be here forever. To me, that's worth more than money. Yeah. And I mean, it's like I, and I mean, I'm sure you're the same way. It's like we want to get money out of this, too, mm-hmm. you know, but uh, it's like if I can get money with the people I literally got it out the mud with, like. <laughs> there's you know, no better, there's no better feeling yeah, yeah. like I, I you know it's good like you want to network horizontally and vertically you know what i'm saying but i think so many artists producers engineers everybody they want to like strictly just work vertically they mm-hmm. want to work with people above them and deny or not work with people right beside them not knowing that if you work with the people beside you you know you guys can grow together vertically mm-hmm you know, that kind of skips a lot of people, but like we, everybody I work with understands that. And that's why like Alex, even though he stays in Phoenix, he knows the homie in the Bay area. He knows the artists I work with in Vice or mm-hmm. in Vegas. He knows Trapper, like, because we all, everybody I'm around understands that like innately that it just, it flows. We all yeah. flow. And it's that's a, why it's work. a team mentality. Absolutely. And it, and I feel like that's, that's the only way that's the only way we people really succeed like you can like i said you can receive some some monetary gain and you might could receive some you know some moderate success for the time being but the yeah. way music is now is so flash in the pan like you drop an album today and they're like all right cool two days later they're like yo when's the next album coming yeah and, like, and, and that's why it's so important to just like understanding that you really like you just we just feel so everybody i work with they just really do their own thing like he makes beats nothing like how i make beats neither of us make beats like how max makes beats even my my engineering there's a um, an engineer uh his name is skunk mm-hmm. he's an engineer out of vegas he's gumbo groove too we both are engineers we're cold engineers but we don't even engineer the same you know we all have a different sound whether it's engineering production artistry and because it's like people people are so con- uh, used to hearing the same thing so consistently mm-hmm. or it's just super fast paced you might as well hit them with something that is yours all the way through you know and exactly. so that's kind of where we're at with that I agree I think that's that's the best way to be in the individuality and like like I said it brings the people who are supposed to be to you to you yeah like everybody that like that's in your orbit that you're working with you said they all innately know yeah because you guys are all on the same vibe you guys are all on the same frequency definitely 
And I think, like I said, I think that's a that's a big thing. And to even find out Gumbo Groove is, I didn't, I thought Gumbo Groove was just you until yesterday when you introduced me to him. Yeah. And now there's another. So how many people? What is how how is this going? How does this collective work? Yeah. So right now it's well, so it's myself, Alexander Malik, my bro Max out there, and uh, he's in Walnut Creek. Then the homie Skunk, who engineers out in Vegas. And then, so, like, those are, the, like, the four you might say, but it, like, it extends out to, like, Trapper, obviously. Trapper has his own thing, but, like, Trapper's Gumbo Groove to mm-hmm. me. My brother Viva, he has his own thing out in Vegas, but, like, he's Gumbo Groove to me. Alex, Westside Marshy, they're Gumbo Groove to me. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like, so. At that, the end of the day, it's, it's family. Everyone does their own, everyone does their own thing, and everyone is their own individual, but yeah. at the same time, we're all one and we're all together exactly you know so kind of like, kind of a very uh like an odd future vibe you know everyone did their yeah. own thing but we're still a crew everybody's family yeah like, yeah you know what i think that's dope and i see i see you got alex in the studio a lot more which is yeah. something we desperately need every time i see Man. him yeah I, that's like i said we both came up under medi you know and i say that so comfortably because it's, it's the truth mm-hmm. you know um so hearing him rap like I- I- anyone who's heard Medi rap like you can hear Medi oh, with- within completely. him you know what i'm saying so it's like he he do he does his own thing for sure but it's like you could hear the influence i mean i feel like i hear myself and i'm like that's not something Medi would say but like i can hear Medi coaching me to like say, say it something like that. say yeah. it like that you know what i'm saying like so yeah it's always cool like alex was someone who came to be on a bedroom a few times mm-hmm. like and i don't i can't tell you what song we recorded or anything but it, it, it's just it's cool to work with him you know all this time later and just see how much better he's got oh and he definitely is, i know when i put him on the song i was like yo i i feel like i'm not gonna change my verse because i'm happy with it and i like the way the song sounds yeah but i definitely know he's gonna he's gonna bar me <laughs> he's gonna out bar me yeah he's cold man he's... and i'm all right with that though i'm like yeah. if any if anybody's gonna hurt me i'll let it be alex yeah. i'm all right with that <laughs> yeah because he's cold yeah oh, no he's, God, he's, he's so solid man i just like when i record him there's there's just moments sometimes i wish i'll probably end up doing it next time we record just putting like a camera on me so because like sometimes he just comes with bars and i just start laughing like god damn oh so yeah he's hard. oh like, man he'll wild. say some shit yeah and he'll just be like i would and that's why i love to listen to everybody because we don't all do the same music like me and alex we don't do the same music yeah me and trapper don't do the same music yeah and it's just i love to hear it i love to hear somebody say something that I think is clever that I wouldn't have thought of. Yeah. Like to hear it and I'm just like, whoa, I wouldn't have thought of that. Yeah. Just to hear the different way people's mind works or the way I might have flipped the bar and then the way I'll hear Trapper say something. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, we kind of use the same reference, but the way he flipped it was way crazier than what I was thinking about. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like you get, cause I see you guys be in the studio together. Yeah. And it was how different is the vibe between just sending over a beat and maybe sending over an idea and actually physically being present, being in the room to really produce? Yeah, I can't. I don't know. I did make a beat, two or three beats at the spot on the spot at his spot, but they were just kind of like stuff that was like really quick. Like I wouldn't even really call it that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can't really say that I have met made something on the spot for him, but. Um, I can tell you for sure, like being in the studio with him, him and Westside Marski, you know, Jamar. No, he's like, vicious too. 
both both of them like the nobody special collab is like wild. No, they're you know, they're, they're crazy. Yo, they have a and, chemistry. Me and Jamar got got a record. Yeah, it took him like a year to get it back to me. But when he shot it back to me, I was like, definitely worth the wait of the year because he just. <laughs> Yeah, snapped some crazy. They're super creative, and what's crazy, what's dope is like a lot of times, like if you are in the the community of like battle rap, mm-hmm. you, we always hear like you can write a crazy verse, but you can't write a hook for nothing to save your life. To yeah, save your life. You know, they can actually make songs. Like, oh yeah, that's 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 the beauty in their talent. You know, is they can actually make songs. So, but yeah, no, like being in the studio with both of them, like it's a pleasure. You know, because they bring. I mean, it it, it feels no different than like when i was recording alex back at beyond the bedroom like it's the same vibe instant level of comfortability comes yeah Yeah. like there's there's nothing to even question it's just like yeah we're gonna work again like this is what is that's what is it's what is expected of us Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so do you what do you prefer that vibe of just being in there with alex and trapper and jamar where it's just like second nature or do you prefer getting in there with somebody that you've never been in there and just that process of grinding it out and kind of feeling each other out and learning each other. Well, those are one of the same thing. You know, I just grinded it out for a consistent, you know, a consistent period. And so that's why the relationship is the way it is now. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I, I was always, always already cool with Alex cause we skate block anyway, you know? So like I already knew him before we did that, but, um, just like some of the artists I work with out in Vegas, like mm-hmm. it was a first session with them. And then over time now it's just like some people were just like, if it's not crispy or Allen, I don't want them recording me. And that's, isn't that the best? Like when you're like, nah, if it's not my guy, I'm cool. I'll wait. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, I feel it's like, cool. I feel like pro- producers, beat makers, and even even as, you know, as I make music more, and engineers are like, kind of like barbers, like, I got my guy. I have my guy. I'm not going to go I was with just else. telling him. I was. I just gave him the same reference 48 hours ago, if that. it's true. It's just like. Very true. I have my engineer, and I like the way he does. He knows me. When I send him stuff, it comes back exactly the way I like. Exactly. And when I got to go somewhere else, I'm like. Send me the stems at least. Yeah, like, so I, like, yeah. Even then, like, there's been times where there was an artist in the studio in Vegas. It was myself and another engineer. We recorded him on the same equipment because we were in the same room. Mm-hmm. And, like, they just sounded, like, different. Like, he said the other engineer sounded like he recorded him. It was, like, very sterile sounding. And, like, mine had more flavor. Not, And that doesn't mean that I'm necessarily the better engineer it's just that we have different sounds. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like a taper fade is a taper fade, but one person just might know exactly where to start and stop. Exactly. The taper, you know, yeah. You know and it's just it's so. everything, especially with music, it's all preference, you know? Exactly. And it's just you gave him that flavor that he was looking for, whereas the other guy, you know, yeah, not to take flavor. yeah, not to take anything away, like, yeah. you know, like grilled chicken, fried chicken. It's still yeah. chicken at the end of the day, it's chicken. I just I prefer a little prefer mine a little deep fried. A little crispy. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? There it yeah. look. A little crispy. <laughs> Y'all see that? Watch out. <laughs> so what's next, man? What's I see Trapper just dropped a project. Tra- like I said, he's been on a run. The album with Wax, the solo album. He shot a video we, yesterday. Yeah, and then so we actually have a whole other album done. Well, everything's recorded already. I just need to mix it. That one is actually all of on my beats. Actually, there's one beat from Dr. Edwin. I, shout out to the doc. Yeah, shout out Dr. Edwin. There's Yeah, I think there's only one beat from someone else's Dr. Edwin. I made all the other beats. I think it's like 
13 or 14 songs Damn. or so yeah so like these are like projects and like there's beats on there from like when i was using my npc back four years ago mm-hmm. to like stuff i made three weeks ago you know what i'm saying so it, it's it's wild it's a whole it, it this project when you hear the beats you'll hear my progression as a producer mm-hmm. like you i feel maybe not everybody will but like i feel like you'll be able to hear like damn, the difference like, yeah the progress- yeah but i mean they're they're all dope beats you know what i'm saying but i have my favorites because sure. you as as you know as with anything the more you do it the more you learn the more you know you're like oh i think i like i like when i use this kick drum or over this one yeah. or i like when i process the sample this way instead of this way you know Definitely. And you find you find your flavor you find your style you find your sauce because every, everyone, especially nowadays, everyone has access to the same the same tools. Yeah, for sure. Everyone yeah. could go get FL and a bunch of sound packs. And it's just, what are you going to do with it that they're not doing? What's going to make your sound different? Y'all both yeah. got the same kick. But the way you compress it might be different. The exactly. way you process it might be different. And it's going to change the whole sound. And that's why, like, I feel like the key these days is, like, there's nothing to be secretive about, you know, like, and the things that you are secretive about they're so there it's because there's so there's such a high level of intention and just like skill set behind it that even if you were to get some of those secrets because you weren't even applying the foundation the basics of everything it wouldn't even work for you yeah you could i could set my knobs to the same way you have your knobs set but we won't use any of the same sounds we won't even if you don't even have the same levels that i'm on like like wherever your levels are at, if you don't gain stage the way I do, it doesn't even matter. It, it sounds completely <laughs> different, yeah. Exactly. So, and I feel like that's I don't know. That's artist talk because when I talk to some people and they're just like, "No, yeah, I don't hear a difference." And I'm like, "Yeah, you're not who we're talking. You're I not who we're do. talking to." Because yeah, yeah. I hear every difference. Exactly. Especially you know when you really get into listening, like I will sit with something, and now I'm to a point where where I'm critiquing mixes, and I'm like, "Ooh, I really like this mix." Yeah. Like, I don't think I like the song. But the way they mix that joint sounds oh, solid. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I feel sure. like that's a that's a different level of a music appreciation. Yeah, for sure. When you're like, no, I like I like this. I like the way they EQ that. Like I can hear the way they pitch that down. That was crazy. I have to listen to a song like eight or ten times to actually hear it because mm-hmm. wearing different hats, starting off an artist, then going into production, and then engineering. And then being a music lover, like I, the first thing I'm listening for off the bat is the mix. I can't even like I can. I'll obviously hear the bars, I hear the beat and everything. The mix is like the first thing because that's just where my mind has been at the yeah. most. Like where is the like what's the position of the vocals? Like how far back are the vocals in comparison to the snare? How does the low end hit? Like how wide is everything? What's the separation between all the elements in the mix? Like I'm listening for that first three times off for it, and then after that I'll listen to the beat and I'll be like, damn, that's a cool. I like how they put a delay on that snare. Mm. Like damn, I never thought about that. And then the bars, and then it's just like after however many times that takes, then I, I listen to it just for appreciation mm-hmm. of like, man, this is just a good song. But it's just wearing those hats. Like, I, I you know, we, they say it's a curse, a blessing and a curse, but it's like I can't hear music just like as a consumer. Like It's it's hard. It, yeah. It's so it, hard to hear it just as like, eh. Because I'll hear stuff and I'm like, yeah, they did that because it's popping. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, you can hear that. It's like. All right. Yeah, I get why y'all did that. For I sure. wouldn't have done it, but I get it. I get it though. Yeah. So yeah. wearing so many hats currently, I know you know through different stages, different hats end up being your favorite. Currently, where 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 are you leaning? Where's your heart at right now? More in mixes, more in beats. Um, I've been doing 
more engineering than anything else, but that's also where I make majority of my money at too. Mm. So that that's kind of it. Oh yeah, because you could get a you send you could you could send stems from anywhere. Yeah, that's what's been works worldwide. That's what's that's what's happening. Like people are sending me stems to stuff, and I just mix it. You know, you get a Dropbox professional account, drop it in the Dropbox. Files are in there, money's in the cash app, and it's like boom, yeah. But like, I want to do more production because it's it's weird with me. Like, I'll make like fifteen beats in like four days, Mm -hmm. and then not make a beat for a whole month after that. I can I'm kind of the same way. Like we're writing songs, I could sit down and one day I might write, you know, five, six, seven, eight verses, and then I might go cold for like two weeks and not even think about picking up a pencil. Exactly. But I notice like when I do that, every time I come back, my beats are just like they sound not even better, just different. Because you've you've lived. Yeah. You've experienced. I feel like to just again not taking anything away from people who just sit and continuously make, but at some point you gotta take a break and go out and experience something to be inspired by something yeah and they're just all different processes like i I would be making more beats i think it's just also it's well for one it's a thing i'm telling myself because if i wanted to really i could make more beats so it's really on me but um like i said i've been doing more recording mixing um things in that sense mm-hmm. at the same time. So e- even though I might not be making a beat, I'm still working on music every day. Yeah. You know, I'm just not making beats every day. That's I like I like I like that you and Trapper specifically are putting out bodies of work. Like Nate is another little Nate the goer, shout out to Nate. Yeah. That's another one shout who, out. Yeah. who puts out bodies of work cuz I feel yeah. like not a lot of people these days, me myself included, don't put out bodies of work. Like I know I'm I do a lot of singles. Like, yeah. I, I really appreciate the fact that y'all put out full bodies of work that sound cohesive. It doesn't just sound like, all right, well, we recorded 15 songs. Let's just put it out. Yeah. Like you could tell, like y'all take the time to really structure it. It feels right the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. No, like we'll we'll go through and record things listen to them in the car we'll listen to them at his house or we might have coffee like we did this morning and just like just very intentional mm-hmm. you know because like you get to a point you really realize your name is attached to everything how you do the small things is how you do everything you know and and with that in mind it's like you never know who's listening you never know who's watching you might as well give it your best because if you're not giving it your best you know like what are we doing I completely you know? agree. If you're not trying, what what what's the point? Yeah, like if it's not where your heart's <laughs> at, you you should always do something do something with your whole heart. And if you're not doing it with your whole heart, then you know why are you doing it? Yeah, and and I I think that's important to like that's important to bring up like doing something like with your whole heart. You know, giving your best because it, it it's so easy. So many people will see okay, well they're just dropping stuff. They're not mixing it because I like I'll hear this from artists. N- not really so much anymore, but hear people say like. Well, they just put it up. They didn't get theirs mixed and whoop de whoop. And I'm like, okay, well, you understand that the person you're talking about is someone who already gets millions of streams on a daily basis. People are going to listen to it anyway. You know that, right? <laughs> so, like, give yourself an opportunity to, you know, do your best, you know, to get to get the most out of the work that you've done. Mm-hmm. You know, because one thing that I super disliked, like, I never wanted to even be an engineer. I was just tired of my music not sounding good, sonically. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I thought my produ- production was pretty solid. Oh yeah, I think we all we all get there. I got there at a point where I felt like my music was too good to sound that bad. Yeah, exactly. That's that's literally perfect. That's that's like a quote somewhere <laughs> that you should actually write. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But that's exactly how I felt. I was like, I remember pl- putting my beats next to other people's. My beats were better, but because they didn't sound as good sonically, it was hard. Like you can't. The music didn't convince the rest of the room of that. Mm-hmm. You know, like hearing things like, oh, it sounds good. Like you're getting better, but that's not like, damn, this is dope, man. You got more beats like this. Those are those are two different, two different answers. Things, yeah. You know what I'm saying? When when you I forget where I, this is a book, key person of influence. I forget who writes it, but it says like when you present something to the world, you want people to be forced to have an opinion. One of the worst things that you can get is a passive answer like, oh, this is cool. This is interesting. It's like. I want you to either love it or hate, or hate it. it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to force an opinion out of you. Because if you're passive, it means you don't care about it. Even if you hate it, that means there's some type of emotion I evoked out of you. Mm-hmm. You know, so, yeah, it's important to get your stuff mixed. Yes. Get your stuff yeah, mixed. Get it mixed. That, that, oh, my gosh. And that's something you learn over time, you know. Yeah, Find for your, sure, yeah. You yeah. know, be creative. And, you know, sometimes a bad mix might enhance something, but most of the time yeah. it doesn't. It doesn't. And if you can't afford to get it mixed, like, learn it. Like, at least, like, learn learn what you're looking for so you can communicate that to somebody else. That's key. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm one of those. Yeah. I, I don't mix. But I've done enough horrible mixes of my own music in time yeah. to know what I like. To know, like, hey, yep. I kind of like when, you know, I like my ad libs with very heavy reverb and a long delay on the ad lib. I want it kind of faded in the back, but that's things you don't know if you're not taking the time to learn it or to make the attempt by yourself. You know, because I'm For not, sure. I'm definitely not you mixing. I'm not Jamar mixing, but I know enough to be like, ah, oh, you think we could? Can we turn that down a little bit? Can we kind of tweak this a little bit? Yeah. You you know, as you get into it, you kind of learn. And that's where I'm at. I was like, yo, I really enjoy my songs. They're sounding good, but they're not sonically sounding right. It It's not as live. Like my engineer now, you could listen. It's a day and night. A rough mix that I do to send to him and then just the enhancement. He turns it up to another level. Absolutely. And I feel like that's what a good engineer can do for you and especially an engineer who understands like like I, that's why i'm i'm big on the duos like what you and trap are doing or when you and alex get together you and jamar get together you know because you know them they know you yeah and you guys have a vision together no and doubt. it's it makes it 10 times harder to get things to sound the way you want when your vision is not aligning with the other person if not impossible exactly but yeah. the way like i said the way the way I see your whole unit move is just very cohesive and you guys have a solid vision Yeah, and you're a team heading towards a goal. And I, like I said, at the end of the day, I, I love that. And the way that you guys bring everyone in, you know, cause it's not just you three, like, you know, Cisco was out there with y'all yesterday shooting yeah. a video shout and it's just, Cisco. man, always shout, shout out Cisco. Cisco. I think yeah. I've brought Cisco up in every single podcast I've done. Cause that's a big influence to me. Like Huge influence, me yeah. and him don't work together a lot, but, I'm constantly watching and anytime I'm in his DMs asking for advice. Yeah. So so helpful. A Not a selfish bone get, at all. Yeah, great person to get advice from too on for multiple things. You know? Anything yeah, graphics, video, engineering, music, engineering. like 
And just life. Yeah, and just like, life. life. Yeah. I've gone. Sure. I've gone to Cisco's and I've just sat and watched him mix something. Yeah. And just I didn't record. I wasn't there for that. I just I just want to see how you do it, bro. Can I just watch? Yeah. And he'll give me, you know, he'll give me little tips as somebody who who don't mix, but it enhances my again it just every little thing you put in your tool belt it's another thing that i didn't know that i can now articulate to my engineer like i really like this can we try this dig and you know it's all just everything is about growing and experimenting you know yeah and that's what i see from your guys as a group from y'all collective and i just like i said i really wanted to sit with you and just be able to express that you know because i show love whenever whenever y'all post whenever y'all drop it i share and you know i say something but it's it's very different. I always feel like social media is real, but it's not real, you know? Yeah. So to actually be here in person, to sit across from you and to give you your flowers and be like, yo, I see what y'all doing. I'm watching it and I love it. I feel like that's just a different level of, you know, definitely. Yeah. And, of it's, respect. And, it, and it's appreciated. You know, it's definitely appreciated, you know, because I do things sometimes without even thinking about it. I just do it because it feels right, you know, and I'm grateful to know that people are watching it you know that it benefits other people and that other people enjoy it as much as i do doing it you know it so, definitely thank you it's 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 like i said it's motivational because as artists i feel like for one we're all kind of emotional artists are emotional yeah and to you know we put our heart into the music and it doesn't i tell people all the time i feel like I put my heart into music, but music don't always love me back. Yeah. Because you could spend so much time, you know, crafting something, a song, a beat. And then, you know, when you don't get that reaction, you don't get what you're looking for. Sometimes it's super heartbreaking, you know? And like I said, also I look to you and Trapper and Alex and Nate and Cisco and Eddie because it all gives me motivation on the days where I'm like, man. I think I kind of want to hang up this. Like, I'm I'm cool. Like, I'm done with this. There's only so much heartbreak a guy could take. Yeah. But then I see y'all, and I'm like, nah. <laughs> nah, there's still people out there having fun. I just, yeah. I, this is this is a down moment. We're going to get back up. And like I said, and seeing y'all do what y'all do, that's always a motivation. On my down days, like, man, I want to roll this up. Be like, nah, I need to go write another bar is what I need to do. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's also important to distinguish the fact that it's not it's not music that's not showing love back. It's it's the people that you're showing the music to, you know, and, and so it's just like finding new people to show the music to. Like, that's one of the reasons why I move around so much. You know, I'm a huge believer in um, distance and space, you know, distance and space in your current relationships. When you create that within those relationships, it allows you to leave, come back, and experience the honeymoon phase in all your relationships continuously. How can I miss you if you won't go away? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And so I'm here, and then I'm not, and then I'm somewhere else, and then I might come back. And that's one of the reasons why I genuinely I like to move around a lot, plus to just experience different things. You know, it, right now it's really just between here, the Bay Area, Vegas. I had a chance to go to San Diego a couple of weeks ago. That was mm-hmm. pretty cool. But um, yeah, just distance and space and then just always being open, just like always being available for new opportunities and just creating new opportunities by forming new relationships. You know, like that's that's super big. Like I have people, even though Skate Block parties in Hanford, I have people in the Bay Area, San Diego, Vegas, and just kind of other places. Mm-hmm viewing what i'm doing because i made those relationships and so now it's 
encouraging them to have a different conversation with me because they see what I'm doing in one place. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, you know, I saw your event. You would be, you should actually talk with this guy out in this area, even though I might not throw an event in San Diego or something, but it's just a matter of continuously being connected, you know? So I agree. Yeah. So as we bring this to a close, yeah, this, this hour and 30 went by so fast, man. I feel like I learned a lot. Like I said, I appreciate you taking the time. Absolutely. Again, as somebody who I know is hard to get a hold of because you're like, yo, I'm only in town for three more days. So if you need studio <laughs> time, give me now because I'm gone. Yeah. I'm glad that we were able to uh, to sit down and make this happen. And I want to give you the opportunity right now to let everyone know what y'all got coming, what the future looks like. And, you know, just any any words you want to bestow upon the people before we get out. Yeah. So I'm going to speak this into existence. Like I'm going to do some beat shows out here. Preferably it would be dope to do them at like one of the skate shops. But if not, I'll find a venue. Um, do stuff like that. I want to do um, I'm going to do like self-development summits, too, for like high school students. You know, like all the books that I read mm-hmm. and just bring in like other like entrepreneurs that I know, like my buddy Max, who stays in the Bay Area. He has four barber shops. You know, his cousin, Daniel, who's cool, too, like is makes a living off of um, physical training. I have a buddy who does like sales over running 13 states and doing sales like it's not music related, but everything in music has to do with life. And mm-hmm. these things are life related. So, like, I want to be able to, like, speak to high school students, middle school students, things in that sense. And then when it comes to the music, you know, like my main focus is right now is, you know, like Trapper's Project that's coming up, uh, getting a Gumbo Group project together with uh, Alex, Max, Skunk, and um, me right now just really continuing to expand. You know, I'm going to at some point do a tour up and down the West Coast, and that's why I'm kind of moving the way I'm moving to establish those connections. So whether it's playing beats, whether it's, you know, him performing, whatever it is, you know, I'm going to be up and down the West Coast and then eventually around the country. Worldwide. And then worldwide, yeah. So, yeah. But it, it starts starts in your own backyard, though, you know. Well, as somebody from y'all backyard, I just want you to know that personally, you definitely got a lot of support. You yeah, got, a, like you. I said, I seen your event. Like I said, this was the third event. I've seen it get bigger yeah. and the turnout increase. And like I showed up like five minutes early yesterday and then it just like right at two. I was sitting in the parking lot. Yeah. And I could, ju- it just seemed like people just start crawling out the woodwork, like yeah. right, at, right. At, and you know, this is a place where people like to be late, but it was just yeah. like two o'clock hit, and it just people just started assembling. Yeah, this was the first one where, like, right at the start time, people were actually there. Like sometimes people were like the last one, people pulled up late, like thirty minutes, forty minutes late. But like this one, I was like, there was people there, like warming up, skating. Like I saw somebody bringing in a tent already. I was like, damn, like all right, this is cool. You know, yeah. So, so definitely, the town is behind you. That's and, good to know. And we just appreciate y'all. And I love to to see it. I love to see you moving. I love to see Trapper moving. I love to see Nate doing his thing. Cisco. I just, I just really love to see the whole the whole town, Hanford, the whole cent- Central Valley, because there's so much talent out here from you to Nate to young tones to yeah rosalio there's there's so many of us out here doing it and it's just like i feel like the movement is really building yeah and it's been building these past couple of years man and you're a big part of that thank you and like i said man i just i really appreciate you sitting down with me and giving me some of your time of course we are definitely gonna have to do a follow-up interview when we take this worldwide yeah oh we will 
Man, y'all check out Crispy, check out Gumbo Groove, Vibe Responsibly, yes, Trapper Loke, everybody, man. I just, yes, sir. it's a lot of love for what y'all doing, man. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I yes, appreciate sir. you, brother. And with that being said, man, we are out of here. Y'all have a blessed one.